The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Claude Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name's Clive and I am joined by Ricky. How are you tonight, Ricky? I'm doing very well tonight, yourself? I've been better. I'm feeling a tad under the weather. I know, you were telling me earlier on. Do you know, obviously my advice is take some medication, but you should go watch Roman Reigns' 2017 promo of year. That'll make you feel better. <laughs> Oh dear, not this again. I told you in a, in a messenger group I was going to say it straight away, so now we've got that out of the way, let's move on. I, I expected you to say it quicker than that, actually. Oh, just cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> right, I want to talk about John Cena. Straight to the point, I like it. John, is it Felix? Fucking God. John Felix Anthony Cena. He's been, he's been like the focal point or very close to it for 16 years and he's had that commercial success that has seen his face, like his face chiselled onto the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. According to ProFightDB.com, I looked this up earlier, he's headlined 114 pay-per-views. He sits only in like five behind Triple H. He's worked with the Make-A-Wish Foundation over 500 times and now... Slowly but surely he's becoming a household name in Hollywood. So I can understand, right, from a kayfabe sense, that the success has went to his head. This year, shock horror, he's come to the realisation that he doesn't have many WrestleManias left. There is a stinky, fetid air of desperation about him these days. And I don't care how captivating and shoot style he is on the mic. We've got a faster wrestling. There's a faster wrestling happening at the moment, arguably more pleasing on the eye with... Again, arguably the best crop of pure talent we've got ever. Cena's got one foot, uh, one, what was it, Reebok pumps? Is that what it was? I don't pay much attention to the guy, if I'm honest. Well, he's got one Reebok pump in WWE and the other is in Hollywood. So obviously he's not fully focused in wrestling, yet he he still doesn't seem to realise this. He's trying to have his cake and eat it. He mentioned in his promos with Reigns back at the No Mercy build and also in his podcast with Edge and Christian that he would take more of a back seat but he has to keep coming back as the people there currently aren't ready to take charge. Half the time they're not allowed to take charge just so you can have the spotlight. I don't think he realise the damage he's done to some... See Corbin, I know he might be a lost cause but a lot of that is down to what happened with Cena in SummerSlam. I want to quickly cut you off if you don't mind. Okay. What you just says, um, sorry for interrupting. What you just says that um, he said in the Asian Christian uh, podcast and in a shoot style promo against Roman, it only comes back because people are not ready. People are not taking his spot. Uh-huh. Motherfucker, compare yourself to where Roman was 
you compare yourself to where Roman was right now to your time your careers me and Roman no sorry Cena <laughs> so compare yourself after being in a singles guy after about four years or whatever compare your careers Roman is light years ahead of you and this and this absolute nonsense that Roman isn't over or Roman isn't the number one guy whatever how do you define who the number one guy in the company is right mm-hmm. different ways but to to suggest Roman's not took Cena's place sort of from the merchandise and all the Make-A-Wish stuff, etc., etc., Roman is that guy. And like you say, Cena can talk his bullshit all he's wanting and people can fight and resist it, but Roman is that guy. Yes. Sorry, but sorry, sorry. And you can continue. I just wanted to say that because the Roman hate is fucking ridiculous. It's getting... It's it's not as bad as it used to be though. Uh, it's not. It, I find it more irritating now mm-hmm. because it's almost like people just they can look past his. I'm not going to say he's like one of the best wrestlers ever or anything like that, but he's a really damn good wrestler. I'm sure you've said on this that. show. I'm sure you've said on this show that he is the best. Hi, <laughs> probably. He is a damn good wrestler, and people just ignore that because he's forced down the throat. But then you got other people who actually say, "No, do you know what? The guy is actually is, is a really, really good wrestler." But I still can't take to him because he's not got over organically, and it's like, "Well, well the shite just enjoys fucking matches." Well, that's the thing. the The Reigns match that they had, Cena ruined that with his carry on walking away from the ring. But he lost to Reigns when all was said and done. He turned up at Survivor Series to sell a new T-shirt range. He shat, yep. the, shat the bed at the Royal Rumble, shat the bed in the gauntlet, the the Raw gauntlet match, shat the bed at Elimination Chamber, but he still thinks he's owed something. So what does he do? He waltzes over to the B-Show, strong arms McMahon into giving him qualifiers and title shots. He gets that title shot, and then he goes on to the different brand the next week. He goes over back over to Raw to boast about his exploits on the worst booked show that WWE have got going just now and while he's on wait. that right what wait wait <laughs> I'm on a <laughs> roll here it, the best thing about it was he never even fucking he was not even on Smackdown this week oh <laughs> <laughs> right he calls out AJ saying why don't you just make it a triple threat at Mania AJ isn't there to speak for himself because yet again he went over to the superior show where he failed continuously to say I did well on uh, Smackdown and then after a bull in a china shops his way into the Smackdown main event on Sunday he's not even he's not even on the go show go home show for the pay-per-view the go home show for the pay-per-view that he just hijacked sorry right go away go go to Hollywood go be a poor man's Dwayne Johnson Um, suffering succotash son (laughs) And 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 for him to have the cheek and the gall to turn around and say the stuff he said about The Rock all those years ago, that he's a sellout, blah, 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 he should just go back to Hollywood and he won't be doing shit with that. You're like, the first opportunity you got, you've done it and you ran. And I don't, it doesn't bother me that it doesn't. Like, that's fine. Like, he's legit of, when it, like, people have, like, different perceptions of the greatest of all time, right? When when it comes to like the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, right? The when four I... guys you would say that enhanced it or took it to another level 
would have to be Hogan, Rock, Austin, and Cena. Aye, I, I'm thinking more from a commercial point of view for that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, aye, aye, not not so much, not so much um, wrestling, wrestling and stuff. No, definitely not. But like you said, commercial and bringing more eyes to the product and uh, appealing more to mainstream. In that sense, we've enhanced like the wrestling business. Like Ric Flair, for instance, is it was great in the ring, and he obviously had quite a lot of um, commercial appeal and. Uh, and things like that, but Cena's Cena's on a whole different level from arguably all of them. Um, maybe not actually. I think they're all just about the same. But it's like I said, so it doesn't bother me that he, like he's in Hollywood and stuff like that. But it's like when you come back, going it like, can you just make it look like you're that you're making an effort because that Roman Reigns match was an absolute fucking disgrace. He's just his style recently in the last sort of six months. It's just been very weird. His demeanour's been very strange. <sighs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know what's going on in his head. I don't know if it's just a case of like he just doesn't want to be there. I don't think it's that because I don't think he's a, he doesn't come across that kind of person where he's going to be that disrespectful. But don't know what's going on in his head. But I don't care if I see him again. See, to a certain extent, it's quite entertaining seeing him just lose the rag. Having a, I have, it seems he's, he's legit having a midlife crisis yet again, right in front of our eyes. <laughs> he's falling apart at the seams. Uh, there was a tweet that I wanted to mention. Is it Mazza from the right side of the pond on Lords of Pain tweeted Lords out pain. something like, Cena said the future has to go through him. And when the future does go through him, he's all, oh, my mania match, oh... Like, do you know what I mean? I just had to get that no, off my I chest think I saw because that tweet as well. I think I saw that tweet. I think I might have retweeted it or something. But Maybe. just, I mean, come on, man! I know we've moved on. There's a lot of wrestlers out there just now who are going to struggle to get a card, a match on the main card, because he's desperate to get included on the mania card, even though. He's not really needed anymore. We've got all like, the superstars now, and and we should we should when we say things like he's desperate to get on it. We're talk in that sense. I'm I'm looking at it from a kayfabe storyline angle, right? But at the same time, you just know, like you, you can't say for a fact, but he has. He's obviously got some pull backstage, and I. I can't think for the life of me why he's in this fatal six way on a six pack challenge on Sunday. Aye. I don't understand. This whole, see if it's someone goes, oh, he enhances the match. Like, right, well, if that's the case, then let's just fucking throw Brock Lesnar in every single match or just throw Cena in every single match. If that's the case, like, it makes no sense. That match is fucked it was as it was from the beginning I was still kind of looking forward to it and you didn't need to add anyone else to it because it's become an even more clusterfuck aye and they've given away that match on three on Smackdown this week the fa- fatal five way see right, I get from a wrestling point of view we've said many times WWE do the multi-man matches very well and this time you've actually got quite a few guys who've got really impressive offence like the sort of high flying stuff that we all like Right. It's a good combination. So multi man with high flying offense, that's going to be good. But they just it is, and I think you've also got like the power of Corbin as well, which will counter that as well and obviously KO can is quite versatile himself, but 
That should be a t-shirt. Why, why is it in that? That should be a t-shirt. The power of Corbin. Mm-hmm. And why the fuck <laughs> is that a fatal five-way? And why the fuck is Corbin and Dolph Ziggler in it? We had this rant a couple of weeks ago. It makes no sense because obviously we're talking about Cena. But I just like... And it's, and it, I don't know if sad is the right word because... Remember when he done his US title, when his US Open Challenge, and even just before it and after it, like he was, he was like putting some stellar matches together. He was putting four star, four star, four star non-stop, coupled in with a few five star potential kick matches. On Raw, he had back to back weeks um, match against Cesaro, which were, which went like twenty yeah. minutes long each match, and they were amazing. That was really? some of the best work I've seen from Cena. The second Cesaro match from that wee mm-hmm. d- double bill was one of my favourite matches that year, actually. But It wasn't. Like, we say it that year. Like, Cena is honestly putting on, like, spectacular match after spectacular match. And it wasn't, like, every other month. It was, like, legit. It seemed like he was doing it every single week. Who's to say that it's not because he was jealous of all these... Uh, Internet darlings hogging his cherished limelight. So maybe maybe it's had... a case of I'm going to pick my pick up my game. But then why wouldn't you be at the top of your game against Roman? Like because let's, you didn't make Roman look bad there. It was you that came off looking really bad. Uh huh. And he why actually came off. And... He came Sorry. off looking bad at the Corbin match. It's weird. It's, I just I don't understand it. Cena has I, I lost genuinely, the belt. I genuinely, I, I need someone to explain to me why he's in this match on Sunday. I need someone to explain to me why it's a fatal five in the first place, actually, as well. And well, someone needs. To, I don't know. I've not got an answer for you, but we can touch no, on. No, no, it's <sighs> fed up. I'm fed. I'm fed up with him. Really fed up with him. Well, we just close the show there then. That's it. Podcast over, guys. Enjoy the social suplex, the rest of it. No, right. <laughs> um, are you happy that instead of the rumoured fatal five-way that we were going to get for the IC title, that it's now confirmed as a triple threat? So you've got Cena, Finn and Miz. I mean, that's sub- subject to change because... No... How do you mean? Because no offence to Elias... Braun, if Braun is if it's Braun Elias at WrestleMania, that's a big letdown. Um, and I'm a big, big Elias fan. I, I still think somehow they're going to get Braun in, involved in this. Um, what the IC title match? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but for the time being, Triple Threat going to be absolutely fantastic. It really, really is. Miz, sensational stuff on, on the mic. Um, Promo of the year, twenty sixteen. Talking smack. Oh uh, yeah, I'm talking about what he was doing on Monday there as well. But it's yeah, really involved. And, and I know I kind of think I sort of I kind of agree with you when you say that all three could potentially win. But I still think it's going to come down between Seth and Finn. Uh, right. But that's 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 got potential match of the night. Obviously, we don't know the full card, but even no matter what kind of cards you can still put together, that's still going to be one of the matches that everybody's going to look forward to. Aye. I mean, see from a storyline point of view, this one does make sense because mm. they've all been butting heads with each other for a number of months now in some way, shape or form and Miz has been there and 
Finn and Seth have had this really good story going on with each other. But I don't actually think... I think Miz is actually going to walk away with the title that night. He's going to keep it because he made mention of Pedro Morales. He'll break his record in 50 days. Is that right? And we're what... We're four only, weeks or something, five weeks you know, out from Mania. This is the seventh of March we're recording this, so that's thirty days, thirty-one days. Yeah. Um. Maybe. I mean, he made uh, reference to that, and you know what WWE are like with breaking records these days. I know, but I, I think it could go something like maybe Seth. Or Finn wins it, sorry, and pins the Miz, and then you could have a quick feud between Seth and Finn as well for the title. There's like obviously Seth and Finn have been teaming up on house shows as well. Regularly. And I know that always. Has, I know that doesn't necessarily mean it because house shows are completely different. Like you need to treat that like what happens in a house show is just almost irrelevant at times. Like when you had Triple H teaming up with the Shield and stuff like that, like don't get too caught up in it, it's just house shows we do it for pops, we do it for the, the day, we give the crowd what they want to see sort of thing, but do remember Seth and Dean were teaming up like for a couple of months before they got back together so sometimes they do generally like to try things out house shows just to see how what kind of reaction they get and if it get, if, they, if it gets over etc but I don't see them being together, I just think, I think we're probably going to get a, quite, a mini sort of feud between Seth and Finn just maybe for like a month just one quick pay-per-view well I think this has got the makings of a long-term feud See, I Te- technically it has been going I, on I know I, I, I only say like a sort of mini quick feud because I, I think we all sort of expect Seth to be in challenging for Ro- uh, challenging Roman hopefully so yeah but I am looking forward to that match Um but again, I think I think there still is a chance that Braun etc. get added to it because, like I say, according to the rumours that I don't know if you read it, that the reason why they've not really addressed what Braun's doing at WrestleMania because they're still not sure what's going to happen with the Roman steroid scandal because I think the way they're looking at it is, if need be, then they'll somehow insert Braun into that match. I see. And, I just think. And that's, Sorry, I think they're leaving it far too late to tr- start changing their mind about match the main event match of Mania that we knew about. No, I think no. I just don't. But I think I think they're only doing it just because apparently there's stuff supposed to be coming out in the next week or so. See, that's also been said for the last few weeks. Well, like I say, it's, it's time. Like I think you've got to you've got to treat treat it seriously. But like I said, when it first came out, you've also got to look at the source. Of the information, <laughs> convicted you know, exactly a convicted drug dealer, along with whatever else he was doing. So, but I, I, I still have a feeling Braun's going to get certain in a fatal four, fatal triple uh, threat. Because, like I say, again, no offense to Elias, like I say, I think he deserves something much bigger. I think they're starting to rely too heavily on multi-man matches, though. They're all over the place. That just shows how. Stack, not even stack's not the right word. Just saturated the rosters are. And it could it could get worse when they do the combined pay per views as well. Unless each and every single pay per view is like six hours long. Don't 
Don't say that. You know what could be true for this? It's, it's a worrying thing. Oh, my word. I think, if anything, you'll probably have a longer pre-show. Have a four-hour show and a potential two-hour pre-show. See the thing about these brand, this brand thing, right? Dual brand shows, so there's going to be people that aren't getting on the cards as much. But there's been, I don't even think it's a rumour anymore that there's going to be cruiserweight tag team titles coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm do that we wrestling squared circle Facebook group poll, and the majority of people voted for. Yes, they would be happy to see that. I think it was like 16 to 12 or something like that in the poll. And um, I'd voted yes, but I'm just not sure because, as I said on there, you've got a I lot... I voted yes as well. Uh, you've got a lot of wrestlers who are on 205 Live who are just sort of shuffling their feet and biding their time. And they're in the tag matches, no less. I mean, I've not actually finished watching this week, but they had Akira Tozawa and Hideo Itami teaming up for a, a squash match. So they're already sort of setting the foundations for a wee, a wee small tag division. But the tag division would be small. And with the dual brand shows coming up, where and when would 205 belts, 205 live tag belts be defended? That's why I think they're going to get a slightly longer pre-show. But I think in terms of the 205 tag belts, it, it's a good idea as long as it's not just a case of let's just throw these guys in a match just to fill some time if you actually wanted to work and I think they will because obviously Triple H is in charge of it now I think they will treat it properly and like you say you don't necessarily need you know dozens of tag team matches tag tags tag teams if you manage to get somehow get like seven or so you can still have a a good year long storyline for every single one of them I think you just need to treat it in the sense that Right, this is a serious thing, and we're not just sort of throwing it out there just to fill up airtime. I think if you treat it, treat it with respect, treat it properly, and do it right, it can be very successful. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of talent there, and it can work. I think I think there's enough talent on two hundred five to make it work as long as you do it right. Because uh-huh. obviously, like you've got. Um, Couple of couple of new additions, obviously in this tournament. You had um, uh, Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. Um, uh, Roddy. Mark Andrews. So, in who we don't actually know what's going to happen with Gargano either. Um, oh, by the way, I don't know why, but I, I came across two. Of, I was on two or five lives Twitter earlier on. Uh-huh. and I thought in the follow like 13 people or something and I don't know how recent this is this could be like could have been like from the very early on but Johnny Gargano is one of them the follow but he's uh, he's shoot not got a job anymore he's been but sacked just, NXT that is <laughs> he <laughs> excuse me he had his last house show appearance as far as I'm aware recently I saw someone, and I don't know if, apologies, I don't know if it was in the Facebook Messenger group or it was on Twitter somewhere, I want to say it was Twitter, that they should have Tomasa Champa come out whenever he's fully healthy, etc. Just cut his usual sort of typical heel promo and just 
berating and saying things about John uh, about uh, about Gargano, and eventually you just have Gargano come running in through the crowd to attack him, and then it's a case of this is an unsanctioned match at um, yeah. Takeover at Mania. I the, don't know if I, I think I saw that on Twitter, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea actually. I did see the unsanctioned match thing, and I don't know. I've again, I've, I try my very best to avoid spoilers for NXT the tapings. So I'm not sure of the full card for TakeOver New Orleans. But I think it makes sense. No, like, I don't know if maybe this person's seen something. They could have. And said that, I don't know, but I, that's all I saw. It was a tweet, and when I saw it, like I says, it seemed like a really good idea, because you get closure on that storyline as well. Aye. Well, that needs to be done. And I remember that morning, I said to you, you need to watch this Cruiser Rate Classic match between mm. these two. And I watched it on the train coming home, and <laughs> it was the train was only three carriages, and we were we were jammed in there like sardines. And uh, when was it? The the lungbuster powerbomb? Yes, off the side of the the ring. No, right. I think I think you're thinking about the air raid siren. Oh, was I sorry? Aye, Seamus does it. He calls it the white noise. But it was the lungbuster powerbomb. Where he does like a sort of lifts him up for a power bomb, power bomb, then does a backbreaker. And as far as I'm aware, I haven't seen it since, and I haven't seen mm-hmm. it before. And like when I saw that, like I like popped like up like <laughs> to the point like I knocked a couple of people around me, and I was like shit. And like I stopped <laughs> watching the match, and I, I, I think what I says to you was, "What the fuck did I see? What the fuck did I just see?" <laughs> um, and that was actually great. I remember that. Uh huh. So I'm really un- unsanctioned makes sense because Gargano's been let go kayfabe wise. Obviously, there is mm-hmm. a future for him, and it could be in 205 Live. Um, and if 205 Live continues to be the quality that it has been recently, then I don't mind him being on it. I think. I think that's where it probably is going to end up. Do him but, and Trampa. Vince will want him and Trampa to team up in the tag titles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just disregard everything that happened in NXT. Uh, see what we're talking about tag titles. There's a rumor going about as well that there is a non a tag team that are currently not tag team members of with each other are going to face the bar at Mania. The broken Hardys. I mean, we're talking about the messenger group as well, and that's what I said in that group is technical true. Like technically, they're not together at the moment. I know, but that's that's only because of injury. I know, but they're not together. To me, that's the only one I can think of because I thought they would have went in the revival, but they're obviously not. And, and I think it will be the Broken Hardys and then I think you'll get the Revival take the titles off the Hardys soon enough as well after that. It's the only thing I can think of like the, the, I hope it's not just sort of two two people who who we've just threw together because that Seamus and Cesaro deserve better than that and that tag team that tag title tag titles deserve more respect than that as well. A lot of the plaudits have went towards the bars Opponents. opponents the last year but they've been the common denominator the whole time 
Like they've been, they have been excellent. Like, I gave Seth and Dean a hell of a lot of love. Oh, um, they also took one as well, and they deserved it. But we also get we, me and you personally, we've actually given the bar a lot of credit as well. They've been absolutely excellent. See when they first started doing, when they first had that best of seven series. Uh-huh. From there onwards, like I've been such a massive fan of both guys. Aye. Like I've always been a huge fan of Cesaro, and like we were talking about earlier on, me and you are—I think we were the only ones. Maybe Jr. as well. Well, they're the only ones that like the League of Nations. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Barry, I suppose, and I think I think what it is, I think it was that whole British sort of feel to it, and like we were talking about earlier on, those things that happened in it that probably a lot of British folk only got. Uh-huh. But, bet, like. They, they've been excellent even when they had um, when they initially teamed up and they were faces but when 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 they became a heel about two odd years ago whatever it was they've just been on an absolute tear they've been absolutely right. excellent really good like I really enjoyed the matches that they had with the Hardys Seth and Dean mm-hmm. obviously Seth and Jordan do you know what I even quite enjoyed the couple of matches they had with Titus Worldwide as well but they've been the common denominator the whole time so they're, they're a constant mm-hmm. uh, and they shouldn't be I just feel as if it's a bit shit that they're going to be probably losing the titles to uh, people that aren't together but my picks I've heard that Jeff is actually cleared by his own doctor but that's one of those arguments your own doctor versus WWE doctor but um, I can see maybe Bray and Matt teaming up after their ultimate deletion. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> At the compound, I really hope we get to see... I don't think you'll see Senior Benjamin. Do you know, he tweeted out... Oh, did he? He tweeted I out... Th- I think I think you'll see Rebbe, and I think that's when Jeff might return as well. Um, I can't remember exactly what Senior Benjamin said, but he had a tweet, and it was uh, like some sort... Maybe it was actually... Vanguard 1 like uh, the dilapidated version of Vanguard mm-hmm. 1 or something something he was holding his hand and it said delete on it and it was like really artistically taken photo <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if Senior Benjamin came back uh, and something tells me as we're talking right now they've not got anything for Elias and Braun they had that absolutely random symphony of destruction match <laughs> <laughs> Nitro all over again. Uh, maybe they'll put them together. That was a really random, I think. <laughs> it would be really random, but what else are they going to do with them? They're both on fire. Elias not is the same level, obviously, but he's doing well for himself on Raw just now. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of TV time every single week. He's getting a lot of promo time at pay-per-views, he's been in a main event of a pay-per-view recently, so obviously, although he's not the best wrestler about and he is just a bit odd he's doing well for himself so, Vince obviously sees something in him and clearly Braun needs something huge and I don't, while the tag titles have been rejuvenated, I don't think that's it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was either those two or the ultimate deleters I think it is going to be the Hardys. I'm struggling to think of who else it could possibly be. I don't know. See, that's we've had them at Hardys in the bar. 
I know, but this is a broken Hardy, so they're completely different. See as well, and you've got the New Day and the Usos who are fighting again. And at mm-hmm. first, I was thinking, oh, I'm not too sure about this again. But after last week's promo, like I'm, o- I'm all for it. Yeah, and I think Rich obviously had his column as well that he wrote uh, some real good things about it. Like I, I even said at the time, it, I'm looking forward to the match. But it's like we've just saw this, and like I didn't think we needed it this soon. But the match itself um, is going to be really, really good. The build-up will be good. I mean, everything's going to be really, really good about it. So I'm not going to sit and complain about it too much. But like I said, we did just see this not too long ago. But I have a. To me, it just sort of. It's they didn't want to pull the trigger just yet in the Bludgeon Brothers, and I feel this has almost got like a filler type to it the feud just, just that they didn't know where to go so they thought well we'll go Usos New Day because I've got the Usos retaining I'll mention that later on I just feel like that it will be geared towards the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers and I felt that they might have wanted to hold off until Mania for that Did you just call the Usos and New Day a filler feud? Not in the sense that <laughs> it's like a filler trouble. match they've just thrown it out there to me it was a sense of they wanted to I wanted a good match on the pay-per-view because they didn't want to give us those Bludgeon Brothers this quickly, because I think that's where they're going to go, and I think they've just went, right, well, the New Day Usos, we know they can put on a good match, and this is where we'll go, but I think it's like a, this isn't going to be like a long-term feud, I think once this match is out of the way on Sunday, I think that'll be that feud now, put to rest until later on. Just in that sense. I don't know, it just seems so close to Mania, for them to just throw it away when it is the best feud that SmackDown's had. For a long, long I know, but time. then you would think they would have held off. Then, then you think they would have given this spot to the Bludgeon Brothers because why would like you had a few weeks back the Bludgeon Brothers come out and it's uh, well the Usos were cutting a promo. They've just come marching to the ring and they've sort of had that where they've sort of looked at one another and then the Usos done it to them and then now um, just last week you had the Bludgeon Brothers do it to both Usos and New Day so I don't know maybe, I think you said I don't know if you said it last week but you certainly uh, you certainly did say that maybe they're gearing towards a triple threat match and maybe the Bludgeon Brothers somehow get involved on Sunday either the US title or Smackdown tag title I don't think it'll be the Raw one one of those titles will be in a ladder match I say I don't know about ladder match. I said it in the messenger group. I think it's just going to be Jinder Rude and Orton for a US title. Oh, Jinder! Jeez, oh no. What? What's wrong with Jinder? Do you want me to start? What's right with Jinder? <sighs> his, his title reign was was a success. Don't, don't you dare! <laughs> How was that a success? I, I, answer me this. Answer me this, right? Oh. Ever since AJ got the title, has the attendances went up? Listen, I'm not talking about attendances. <laughs> I'm talking about quality of product. Aye, Jinder put on some great matches. You're at it. You are at it now. You're trolling. No, that was a fucking absolute utter disaster of a title reign. Thank you. But I mean, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people hated it right enough. 
It was brutal. It was shite. It was. You know, I actually thought it was going to be a triple threat this weekend. So did I. I know. But to me, why have we done rude, um, sorry, not rude, gender and Orton? And I don't know, I just have a feeling that's what they're gearing towards, a triple threat. And uh, Randy Orton was distracted and was on the receiving end of a collapse right after it. Wow, yep. we've not seen that happen about 90 times. Well, in Jinder's defence, it wasn't someone who it wasn't a, a member of his entourage or anything like that. It was, it was Bobby Roode that done it. So we haven't seen this finish before. I'm just being an off. I, I, I kind of like Jinder. <laughs> oh my God. That's it. You're going to get so, some... Oh, I'm going to see you when I put this post out when I'm doing the plugging, I'm just going to put in the tweet Ricky says he quite likes gender and just leave it there that's fine that's fine I don't mind that I want to um, before we move on to Fastlane like preview and prediction and stuff I want to have a quick talk about Roman and the Lesnar build if you don't mind Right, okay, that came out of nowhere, okay. I know what I was meant to mention earlier on. The only reason why it was because I was listening to Rich and James earlier on. Was it? Uh, he, in fact, it was yesterday I listened to it. I didn't realise until they said it that Brock beat Kane at a house show live event in 30 seconds in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, and they made a good point, and what they basically says was. WWE is basically intentionally doing this, trying to piss the fans off even more, so it looks like, and which will then they hope will result in people starting to cheer Roman in this feud. And I thought that was a pretty good point. Cause I never thought of it. I never thought of it. Thought of it like that. Parlex also didn't know he beat Kane in thirty seconds. See, so you need to make sure that you don't injure the big red mare. Uh, what what I'm what I'm really confused about is why the, how the fuck the big red mayor has this amount of time to do wrestling when he's supposedly campaigning. Aye, how's he got time to campaign when he's running about with the Undertaker in a tent, <laughs> with a cane mask? He's on Jericho's podcast. <laughs> Did you see that picture? Yes. <laughs> I know. I know that Kane has worn that mask on and off for twenty years. But he must have felt like an absolute fool standing sitting there saying, Hi, vote for Glenn Jacobs. Please mind the red and black leather. <laughs> and the greasy wig. <laughs> but that was it. That's all I wanted to say because I wasn't sure if you knew about the, the Brock beating Kane in 30 seconds. Aye, I knew about it. Aye. Do you know they should have Taker as the vice mayor? Oh, fuck, we're going back to this. And, uh, I, I don't think there's such a thing as a vice mayor. Well, he's, he has a... I can't remember the term. Chief... I don't, no, I don't think there is. I think you just get the mayor and then obviously you get the president and the vice president. Well, when we get President Jacobs, Taker could be the... Vice president. Aye, and they can be the leaders of destruction. But are you implying that they want to replace the president they've got right now? Uh, we're not getting politi- political, but <laughs> we just are. 
Would it not anyway, be? Anyway, but vote, vote, vote for Glenn Jacobs. Vote for Jacobs, so it means we don't need to see his. Wait, when, <laughs> when is that? When is that? Is that not soon? I don't know. I think he's been running for mayor for about five years now. See, I thought it was like in January time, and then it was wrestling in Royal Rumble. <sighs> Imagine when he was coming down to the ring, he was passing out wee rosettes to the fans. It kind of sounds like that Metro gimmick. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think anyone will get that one, but no, just John Ross. Aye, uh, the paper boy. So <laughs> uh, where were we? Because we've went down no an absolute idea. random tangent about Kane dishing out presidents, uh, leaders of destruction rosettes to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he did his, he, like the speeches that they give. Like, and he pulled out his What? In a two. And he used that wee voice. His, his, his voice thing. Aye, the wee voice machine. <laughs> Vote for Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what is going on here? Right. Oh. oh, right. Barry's still not put his predictions in. Well, there's still a couple of things to talk about first. Do you know something? Because we were talking about Smackdown, I thought, right, I'll actually have to watch some of this this week. And overall, it's, I've seen worse, although the fact that Cena wasn't there to answer for his actions on Monday annoyed me. But Carmella had a good outing. She lost, but she looked good in defeat. She had a few sort of interesting. See that sort of tar- tarantula move that Tajiri did, mm-hmm. and Emma. She did something like that, and then she sort of followed it up with another sort of over the rope submission. And she seemed just to be a bit more aggressive. So, are they giving her some edge? Is something going to happen soon? I don't know, but like. It's good to see, though. It is. Good to um, see them doing something with her. Like, I, I, I saw, I saw again. I don't know if I saw this on Facebook. I might have saw it on Facebook actually. I understand what it was saying. Like, fine, she looks a little bit better, and maybe they're giving her a little bit more. But at what point does she cash in? She's got. Like, she's got till June. Right, she's got till June, right? But. I saw someone said, what if um, Charlotte and Asuka at Mania, Asuka wins, and what if Carmella comes out and cashes in on uh, Asuka and wins the title? Like, come on. That's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) I'm sorry whoever that was, but that is ridiculous. Oh, were they being serious? They were being serious. Like, what if you gave... Uh, hold on, we'll give the we'll give we'll give that rub to no offence again to Carmella, to one of the worst wrestlers we've got. She's a competent wrestler. She's competent, right? Fine. So maybe she's not the worst. She's competent, okay. But no, just just no. Are you sure this person wasn't asking sarcastically? No, because <laughs> someone else replied to that saying "fuck off," basically to it. <laughs> well, you need to get you off Twitter then. No, it was on Facebook. Well, get you off Facebook if you're going to be cheeky to people. 
I never replied to them. I don't ever reply. I don't say anything on Facebook to anyone. I'd noticed. <laughs> I just, I just, I like the random, the most, the, like the random, random articles or random comments and stuff. That's about it. Thanks for your contribution. I have, I have like eight friends on Facebook. How many friends do you have in real life? To define friends, like, like really close, good friends. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd class you as one of them. Swed. Will we just move on? We're too tangenty yeah, we'll tonight, on. right? Will we do? Will we do a fast lane preview and predictions? <laughs> I apologise, um, listeners. Uh, we'll, we'll need to get we'll need to get Barry's in at some point. Aye, but what I'm going to do is I was actually going to take a wee picture of our predictions table once we've got Barry's and actually put it on something like Instagram or something, just so people are aware if they care. But. Apologies for the tangents tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're on back on point now, uh, and we'll talk about Fastlane with our predictions. Ricky, you are at ninety-three points. I'm on ninety-eight. Barry's on ninety-one, and Jr. is on seventy. Just a reminder to all that Jr. joined the predictions game late. That's why he's got a lower score than the rest of us. So the first match is Becky and Naomi versus Carmela and Natalia. Your thoughts? I don't have any. Neither do I, to be honest with you. Like, it just it's a match that's been thrown together for what for whatever random reason. Yeah. Um, and no, nah, no, nah, like I picked Becky and Naomi. I've also no real reason or conviction behind it. I have also picked. I know Jr. has also picked back Becky and Naomi, but I've went for Carmela and Natalia. Just the whole. One person wins. Uh, not so much that. Just one person wins a match on SmackDown, and the opposite person wins it at the pay per view. And mm-hmm. from the rest of my predictions, it's quite a a face heavy victory night. So we need a wee heel win in there somewhere. Mm. So I'm going for Carmela and Natalia. That makes sense. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. Yeah, not much to say about it. Looking forward to. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this match. Aye, like, um, not, there's not much built to it, but see from a wrestling point of view, that'll be a good match. It'll be a good match. Obviously, we get the best female wrestler in the company, um, and there's absolutely no reason for her to lose this title, and I don't think it's going to be, like, in any danger of that happening. I'm just worried about shenanigans, though. No, I think, for me, the only thing it might. It might. Not sure what to interest me, but I think the only shenanigans or whatever it might take place after the match, and then you might see a potential Carmela Cashin again. Aye, I think that's possible, but we've been saying that for the last few pay per views. I know, but obviously now we're starting to get closer and closer to the time where she needs to start cashing it in. And we had that slight um, where she tried to cash it in on the SmackDown, remember, a few weeks back? Mm hmm. So that's usually a telltale sign that something's about to happen. Maybe. Not all the time, but now and again. But we've all went for Charlotte there, basically. Yep. Um, the US title match, which I at first thought it was a triple threat, but it's not anymore, thank goodness. Hopefully Randy Orton mentally turns up for this one. I th- think he will. Um I think their styles are going to be quite good. I'm, I, I'm actually really looking forward to this match, if I'm honest. I see. I'm it's really a, looking it's forward a, to it. It's a decent card. It is. 
it's more than a decent card. And I think those those four male matches we've got, like I think, have all got the potential to be really good, and I think Charlotte and Ruby Riot has also got the potential to be good. Aye. So th- that's the thing. It looks like it's going to be good. Then Road Dog will fucking do some shape booking somewhere. Mm. Um, Rude, I've went for Bobby Rude to win. Yeah, I went for Bobby Rude as well. But like I say, I, just, I have a feeling. I don't know if Jinder's going to get involved or just now. But I like I say, I think it's going to be trouble set media, and I wouldn't be too shocked if Jinder did get involved in it. And like now. Uh, do you know you're actually t- spot- double count out or do you know or a DQ or something aye it'll be a weak win for Bobby Roode because Jinder will come down and batter Orton and uh, just through disqualification Bobby Roode wins like a pure flat victory <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen isn't it <laughs> <laughs> my god Bri- uh, Brian James get a grip of yourself pal yep Next up, a match that has been teased for a week or so is Nakamura versus Rusev. We've all went for Nakamura here. Surely they're not going to have him lose momentum on the way to WrestleMania. Do you want to read out what I wrote? You said Naka, but fuck Naka. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Naka indeed. So first of all, you're saying that gender... Is actually quite good, and then you're saying fuck Naka. What's wrong with Only you tonight? Only because he's taking on Rusev. Like I would rather it wasn't Rusev, like because we know it's, inev- it's going to be an inevitable Naka win. Like could we not have got Naka versus Corbin and Rusev in the, in the title picture? It's the only reason I like Naka. I like I really like Naka. I think he's great, but it's just that you know that Rusev. match that match will fail to impress for me because that's just going to be a comedy match. Hmm. I hope not. Like, give them at least, like, because, like, what we looking at here? That's six matches in total. As far six. as I'm aware, yeah. Six. If you're looking at three hours, the main event you imagine will get at least at least half an hour. Usos New Day should get at least twenty twenty five minutes, maybe. Yeah. I think Hopefully. I think I think that Naka Rusev match will get at least fifteen odd minutes. Well. Funnily enough, right, so we've all went for Nakamura. JR putting the wee notes thing on the Google Docs. Naka, and this will be a four plus star match if they get more than 15 minutes. And when I saw that, I just thought, not a chance. So I've actually laid a challenge down because there's no way that this is going to be a four plus star match. So I've decided, right, if it gets over three and a half Meltzer stars, I'll actually take five points off my total. My overall total, so I'm sitting at 98. Over? Yes. Over? So if, it, if it's 3.5, I'm not I'm not losing my points. If it's 3.75, I'll, I'll take the points off me. Because, right, fair enough, I missed quite a lot of Rusev's initial US title run. When was, how many really, really good matches has Rusev had? Singles. Well, I don't know, but that US title run was one of the greatest US titles ever, and his WrestleMania entrance was the greatest WrestleMania entrance you'll ever see in your life. That doesn't mean it's going to be a four-star match. The man's great. 
you're not you're not arguing the point at all here. I mean, I can't remember the last like real solid great match you put on, partly because that's down to booking and how well, his characters portrayed. I know. And when was the last time that Nakamura had a really solid match on the main roster? I've yet to see one. There we go. It's going to be 3.5 or 3.25. You know I don't put a lot of stake in Meltzer's stuff. But just... I mean, I don't understand why you're getting so angry with me. It's not me that saved this. <laughs> JR's not here to account for himself. <laughs> Fuck's sake, John Ross. <laughs> uh, so, there we go. If it is 3.75 and over... I will take five points off my total tally. So I'll be back in the mix with the other guys. Right. <coughs> so we've got, for me, which will probably be the match of the night in the Usos versus the New Days. <laughs> the New Days? The New Days. Usos versus New Day. Couple of it, we've got three different options selected here. Not sure what Barry said yet, but JR's went for New Day. You've went for Usos. Mm-hmm. And I've went for... I'm, I'm not sure if it's my final decision. I've went for no contest. But I think because there's going to be some fuckery involved in the US title match, I'm going to stick with an Usos win. I might be wrong. I mean, one. I can see the no contest in the same sense I see it in the US title match, that I see the Bludgeon Brothers somehow getting involved in doing something. So, again, you're, you're this far out from, from Mania. To me, a title change just doesn't make sense at the moment. No. And I just want to remind people, right, fair enough, Bludgeon Brothers look like the love, child, love children of Freddy Krueger and Kane, right? But the Usos and the Wyatts had really good tag matches a couple of years ago, like really top-notch matches. So the promo game might not be strong this time, but if it does happen, then it's going to be a decent match. However, that has pre-show written all over it, and the Usos will not be happy. No, I know we're going off now again a wee bit, but that they can't be put on the pre-show again at Mania. This is now we don't watch too much wrestling outside WWE slash NXT and stuff. But you're going to be very hard pressed to find a better tag team right now in the world, and and they're the best tag team in the WWE for me. Yeah. So treat them like it. I agree. You know I'm a big revival mark, but booking influences opinion, mm-hmm. and they've been booked badly since they returned from injury. Usos have not been booked badly, so I'll hold my hands up. Booking influences my opinion. Usos have been let off the leash and they are stunning they put on quality <laughs> they put on quality matches all the time their promo they might be they're probably the best tag team going at the moment they're definitely the best promos going at the moment uh, everything about them is just unbelievable in ring ability the, the way they present themselves like their, their ring attire etc their demeanour aura um, promo skills like They've got everything. They are, they are, they are the cream of the crop in, the, in, in that company. I saw a thing on Instagram that was a rumoured brand split, uh, sorry, brand extent, like a rumoured draft, and it had the Usos on Raw. Mm-hmm. 
with the way Usos are, with the way Usos are at the moment, would you t- team them up with Roman again? That would no, be because no. Roman is not going to be a heel. I know, but the Usos are there aren't exactly heels anymore. They are definitely tweeners. I know, but I still don't. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think either of them need each other anyway. If that, do you know what I mean? Does that make no, sense? No, I understand. Understand. I think. Um, I mean, it would be good though if if you had them all three as a heel. Uh, they two Usos had the tag titles and Roman had the, the Universal title. Something like that would be excellent, almost like a a, a different version of a shield. Uh huh. Imagine they all came out in the shield gear. <laughs> <coughs> right, so I've went for Usos, as have you, and JR's went for the New Day. And lastly, it's a six pack challenge, and the winner will get three points if they pick See, the correct person. See, I was going to say that. I would, if I was you, I would just make that one point. Because we've all went for AJ. Because I feel, I feel the winner is almost inevitable. I just don't, I just can't see them it not being AJ. Right. I, they're not. I mean, that's the thing. They've got all this carry on going on, and I really, really don't see them changing it this late in the day with AJ not having a title shot or defending the title. Sorry, at Mania. Mm-hmm. So, I right, that's fine. One point for that. But there is things obviously took a twist. When Sammy Halluva kicked Kevin Owens in SmackDown, there. I know, and an interesting thing was it was like Sammy was like tonight wasn't for the title tonight, which is proving who's the best and I'm the best. It was almost to prove up to show everyone and show Kevin Owens that I'm better than you. I can beat you, but just keep in mind I'm laying down for you so you can get the win. I honestly it's think it will. almost implying like you can't win this on your own and and you need me. See, what I think will happen throughout this match, Kevin Owens will be paranoid throughout it. He'll keep watching his back to see where Sammy is and then Sammy will go out his way to help him. They'll do double team moves. They'll eliminate the rest of them. And there will be an instance where Sammy does lay down, Jeff Jarrett style. Um... And Kevin Owens will be like, fuck, I don't know what to do here. And then he goes for it, and then Sami Zayn will do a, a pulse smackage, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is, is it an elimination match? No, they would have said that. They've specifically called it a six-pack challenge, I think, haven't they? Yeah. Nah, it's just good. It's not an elimination, because they had that in the chamber. They, they won't do that again. So I think Sami will go for the roll-up when Kevin goes to pin him but someone will break it up and that's when AJ comes in and does a roll up or hits a forearm or something to take advantage for a win uh-huh. do you know what I was thinking in Smackdown there as well I know we've been quite critical of how Dolph Ziggler's been booked recently but I would be fi- I would be quite happy seeing Ziggler and AJ in a feud I'm t- happy to see them in matches together oh definitely because Dolph Dolph's actually really good if people would actually watch him uh, he is a good wrestler, he's just that whole carry on with him walking away from his job and then getting title shots but yep. if it was just the Walked two of them Walked away from his job and got a promotion 
I mean, see, if it was AJ and Ziggler at, on their own at Fastlane, that's a perfect February pay-per-view main event. I know, I know. But you've got Baron Corbin in there. The power, why? The power of Corbin, that's why. <laughs> Just, why? I don't know. I don't have the answers. Only Brian James has the answers. Before we start... I'm confused. I'm really... I don't get it, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> like, I th- like, a triple threat match just between AJ, KO and Sammy would have been good, because then... Well, they've done you, that. It would have, I know it would have. I know they've done that, but you would have started off with a two-on-one, and then at some point, you would have had those two suddenly turn on each other. Almost like what happened with Bailey and Sasha. At the Chamber. What's going on with those two as well? Don't know. Hopefully, at least to a match at Mania. Hopefully, at least to something because this slow tease is getting a bit annoying. <laughs> I'm all for a match between the two of them. As long as I want Sasha to be heel again. Uh huh. Um, They're making out. Bailey being a heel would be interesting and different, but goodness knows how you fucked that character up. The Bailey's the one that's acting a bit arsy at the moment, like mm-hmm. walking away from tags, sort of scowling at them when Sasha raises her hand. So I think it is they'll stick with Sasha turning heel. Sasha will say, "Do you know what? Fuck you," and just lay her out one week and say, "I've because uh, now I think. you had Seth and Dean. There was a lot of will they, won't they, when they finally reunited. Well, this is kind of similar, except this time Sasha's just going to say, "Nah, stuff this." And just lay her out and go full boss mode again. Mm. And we'll have another match of the year on our cards. Hopefully. Just like Brooklyn. Yep. Anything else you want to talk about before we do the quiz? No. <laughs> so so definite there. Uh, right. I think I think we've I think we've I mean we've only been on for an hour, but we've covered quite a lot so far. Yeah, I have. Um that's fine though I'm happy to close off early but we will finish of course with our quiz and I will splice in some music now it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends a fucking WWE quiz okay Ricky your turn this week so I actually started off with a quiz before I got another idea so I wrote down two questions so I'm just going to ask you those two questions anyway since they're written here but then I'll move on to the actual proper quiz if you don't mind okay right so there was a six man hell in a cell match do you remember it? yes name all six wrestlers who were in that match Steve Austin The Rock Triple H Undertaker Kurt Angle Rikishi that is just look at it the names you just rattled off. It is unbelievable. Like the titans, five absolute titans of the aggression era. And I'm um, uh, sorry, Brad. not the, the attitude era. Sorry. Mm. Right. So, which pay per view did this take place? Armageddon 2000. I remember it very well because it was one of those pay per views that was on UK's Channel Four. Because uh, I, I you were probably Barry's watching it as well. No, I was in the house. I, could, oh, I didn't have Sky Sports in the house, so whenever. Mm. They had the UK pay-per-views on Channel 4. I was like, you dancer. 
and they were usually right. pretty good. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the actual quiz now. So I'm, it's, I'm going to play you some wrestlers themes for five seconds, and you have to guess who it is. Nice one. Right. So we shall start now, and here is the very first one. Um, right, that was the <laughs> when Undertaker was doing his whole satanic stuff. Yes, when he was the <clears throat> the Ministry of Darkness. That was excellent. That music. <laughs> oh, it really was. It really was. Right, so number two is, and we will get it in now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is this quiz just basically guess the Ministry of Darkness members' entrance music? No, not at all. That's the Acolyte Protection Agency. Correct. Another cracking music the theme tree. I know, that really was. Right, right. Sorry. Right, and number three, and we'll go right now. Oh, yep, that chord change there, that was Mankind's original music. I know, I felt like I had to um, extend that just slightly because I don't think you were going to get it. I had an idea, but and then it changed. Right, and this is number four, and here we go now. (laughs) Oh, Raven. (laughs) Yes, what a tune. (laughs) <laughs> have you been enjoying yourself making this quiz up <laughs> it's been an excellent quiz I kind of wish I still had that um, that WWF entrance uh, song uh, the CD we all had back in the day <laughs> that was absolutely excellent WWF right. music <laughs> right so here we go This is this number 5 yes it is so number 5 Yep. This is like one of my absolute all time favourite entrances. Jackie Swagger. Correct. I wonder if he'll come out with that in his um on the the Bellator um It's probably copyrighted David. or something, they won't they might not be able to use uh, it. Ah that's, that's probably right. You'll want to get um That's quite good music. Right? Sorry? That is quite good that music. It is, it's it's dead patriotic in it. You're such right. you're, you and your American patriotism. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. And the next one, I will get a note. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of these the men, one of these men, is currently the costume designer for Okada with the pants. Uh, that was too cool. Yeah, well, I mean, it was Rikishi's. Oh, oh was I'm it actually sure Rikishi's? Uh, uh, I thought it right. was all of them. It might have been, but I think I know Rikishi definitely had that. But anyway, 
Moving on. Here we go again. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't I'll keep us going for a bit. Right, okay. Oh. I can't remember that at the start of his music. Surely you remember it. Aye, I don't remember the singing at the start though. Yeah. It was Benoit's if that's what you're wanting me. Yep. Every single time I hear his music, it just. It reminds me of that video you sent me on YouTube. Oh, the when one. it was uh, Benoit <laughs> sp- spliced. the new Smackdown GM. <laughs> no. I thought you were talking about the music, um, Benoit's music spliced with Dean Ambrose's. No. What was that? There's a mu- There's a, a few, lots of videos out there where wrestlers' music, two different wrestling music's been spliced together. Ty Dillinger's and Nakamura's is excellent. I didn't listen to that, I never knew that. Aye, there's quite a few, and there's Ambrose and Benoit. I think Christian and Benoit's goes really well together. Benoit's is an excellent fucking entrance music as well. I know. Right, moving on. Here we go. Eddie? Uh-huh. Oh, I tried to get the... That's alright, it's Eddie. The non-audio Eddie. version. Eddie? Yes. Mr. Guerrero himself. Right. How many more are there? That was the last one, but I'm going to try and quickly find another one. Um, right, here we go. And it will be coming up. No, oh, no, no. Uh, if you just give me a second. Right, here we go. Um, you know what? Not really, but I'm going to go with either. Imagine this was a tag team, right? Either Tatanka <laughs> or Kenzo Suzuki. Um, oh, it wasn't either of them. It was Yokozuna. <laughs> so it was. Poor show from me there. Oh well. I mean, you got everyone right, but that final one. I did well. Yes, thank you. That was a good quiz. I quite enjoyed that. So, will we call it quits tonight? Mm-hmm. Right. Before we go, make sure you. Leave us a five-star, I can't speak, rate and review the podcast, the Social Suplex Podcast Network with five stars on any app that you have, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all that stuff. There's also podcasts from One Nation Radio with Rich and James, the SMC Wrestling Podcast with Caleb, Carl and Rance, and Keeping It Strong Style with Jeremy and Josh covering all things New Japan and there's a lot of crossover with Ring of Honor at the moment so they're covering quite a lot of that mentioned earlier about the Wrestling Squares Circle Facebook group, come along and join the chat um, socialsuplex.com has many a column from myself Rich, Jordan Fox many others, Tom Robert, there's loads there 
can't remember everyone's surname at the moment. I apologise. There's a subscribe function on the socialsuplex.com website where if you press subscribe, you will get all the columns and podcasts given to you like directly to your email address. So that sounds like good fun. I've done it myself, actually. That's us. Follow us at Ricky and Clive on Twitter and Facebook. Enjoy Fastlane, hopefully. And we'll speak to you next week. Indeed. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.